Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 8th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2021. And in this report, I will be raising the question of who has the right to decide what goes into the heads and the arms of your children. Phrased differently, who owns your children? There has been conflict between parents and government for perhaps a century, but now that conflict seems to be reaching the breaking point. Parents are finally telling the government that they have been patient. Look, we've been patient, they say, but their patience is wearing thin. The government responds with the only thing it has, force. The Kessel family finds itself in good health this weekend, and for that I am grateful. Monday the 11th is my 73rd birthday, so this is the last weekend of my 72nd year. Joan and I will celebrate the life that is a gift from God because he gave me Joan, he gave me the family daughter who finds herself in the wonderful and glorious golden city of Los Angeles, California this weekend. I'm sure I'll get a call on Monday. Yes, parents out there in the hinterlands of America have been getting a little uppity lately as they start to realize what is being done to their children, what has been done for decades. Angry parents have been appearing at school board meetings across America to protest not just what is being taught, but the arrogance of the way the school boards have conducted themselves. We are above the law, that attitude of the school boards. The school boards, by way of the National School Boards Association, or the NSBA, wrote a letter on September 29th to the President of the United States, urging the federal government to, quote, deal with the growing number of threats of violence and acts of intimidation occurring across the nation, end quote. The letter goes on to allege that parents who sought to express their opposition to mask mandates, to COVID-19 vaccination, and the teaching of critical race theory have been inciting chaos during school board meetings. The fact that the letter went to the President of the United States is an indication that the NSBA believes that the federal government does control education. The assumption is correct, of course, because even though the Constitution does not confer that authority upon the federal government, it does, through the Department of Education and Department of Justice, have control of it, therefore using simple logic. Parents have probably concluded that if the federal government is sick and perverted, those same values will be imparted to their children. The letter denied that critical race theory is being taught in schools. It called for a joint collaboration among federal law enforcement agencies, state and local law enforcement, with public school officials. Such a joint collaboration be undertaken to focus on these threats. The school boards are asking without any evidence or examples of actual threat, federal and state law enforcement to go after parents who show up at board meetings and object to critical race theory, to mask mandates, to force vaccination policies, and so forth. It gets worse, though, as the letter apparently asks the federal law enforcement agencies, such as the FBI, the Secret Service, and the Department of Justice, and Homeland Security to investigate, intercept, prevent the current threats and acts of violence by whatever extraordinary measures necessary. The question of who owns your kids has been answered loud and clear by this letter. 
the school board's on your kids, and they want their kids. Furthermore, if you try to intervene between them and your kids, they demand the FBI and the Secret Service come after you. The Secret Service, what authority does the Secret Service have in such manners? Ah, wait a minute, folks. Now I get it. The Secret Service mission includes protection of high-profile government officials, and I suppose that is what the school boards are saying. That's what they have decided, that they are high-profile government officials. The idea that the entire weight of federal law enforcement could be directed against individual parents just because they want a voice in what happens to their children and what their children are taught, and the way they're treated in the schools, the way, what their taxes pay for, that could never happen in America, could it? On October 4th, though, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who was nominated for the Supreme Court by President Obama, but thanks to Mitch McConnell, was never confirmed. Mr. Garland wrote a memo concerning the Justice Department's letter. The Attorney General of the United States instructed the FBI to mobilize against protesting parents because of these threats, but no specific threats were ever cited. The school board described the threats as domestic terrorism and hate crimes. Garland outlined his plan for a partnership among federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial law enforcement to address threats against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff, a partnership. A partnership, folks. That frightens me. What about you? Yes, it seems there's no escape. Even Native American tribes and U.S. territories are to be involved in this partnership. Just a few of the Justice Department divisions that are supposed to be included in this include the Criminal Division the National Security Division, the Civil Rights Division, the Executive Office for U.S. Attorneys, the FBI, the Community Relations Service, the Office of Justice Programs. Yes, folks, those parents, those parents out there, they're bad. They're dangerous people. This man, this man, Biden, he can't get us out of Afghanistan. He leaves Americans in Afghanistan, but he can sure go after those bad parents, those scary parents, those threatening parents, those domestic terrorist parents. No legitimate threats are cited by the memo at all or by the letter. So like many other things with this administration, one suspects there just might be another agenda at work here, perhaps a total federal takeover of all education in the United States without even the pretense of local control. Perhaps that's the agenda. Several parent organizations representing 427,000 members, according to their letter, decided they would not accept this federal memo lying down, so they sent a letter to the school board organization that wrote to the president as an answer on behalf of their members. The letter is so good I wish I could read it all, but time and space will only permit a small portion. Quote, NSBA cites a number of minor incidents in order to insinuate that parents who are criticizing and protesting the decisions the school boards are engaging in or may be engaging in domestic terrorism and hate crimes. NSBA even invokes the Patriot Act, the association of legitimate protests with terrorism and violence reveals both your contempt for parents and your unwillingness to understand and hear the sincere cries of parents on behalf of their children. To equate parents with terrorists dishonors the thousands of actual terrorism 
victims around the world. Have you no shame? Your letter to President Biden is a thinly veiled threat intended to intimidate into silence and submission the very constituents that your members ostensibly represent, end quote. Let me stop there for a moment, folks, and say that whoever drafted this letter knows how to write and how to put a haughty group of high-minded, I-have-access people in their respective places. Have you no shame? That's a line that immediately invokes a call to the heart, a call to action, so the letter answers and also reassures their members, we don't have to take this anymore, folks. There is something primal that comes from a mother's love and protection of her children. No faceless group of bureaucrats can understand that, but the parents do understand it. The rest of the letter sets out a list of grievances and demands a retraction and an apology. The administration, this administration, is something else indeed, folks. It really is. When have we seen an administration destroy the fundamental rights of Americans in less than 10 months? There are, these are just a few of his accomplishments in those 10 few months. The catastrophic disaster in Afghanistan when American citizens and their Afghan supporters were abandoned to the mercies of the Taliban. The southern border totally overrun with migrants, an estimated 400,000 for this month alone for October none of whom are tested or required to have the vaccine that Americans are required to have in order to work. Supply lines of critical items like food and fuel drying up, empty shelves starting to appear in stores by his own admission. Mr. Biden has paid people not to work, thus destroying the work ethic and many businesses creating more inflation prices are soaring and approaching dangerous levels. Vaccine mandates destroy the lives of working people and deny them the basics of free people to education, entitlement, and work, etc. Parents are finally trying to tell the government. They're finally starting to tell the government. They've had enough of this dangerous abuse of power. Furthermore, they've had enough of the indoctrination, the sexualizing of their children, enough of the government schools branding their children as racist and oppressors. Because of their skin color, most of all, they've had enough of the government's unleashing the power of federal law enforcement to intimidate and harass them for the offense of seeking involvement in the education of their children. It's very important for parents to control the education of their children. This is not a matter of federal concern. It's a local concern. A leader with any degree of honor would patiently explain that to the school boards with a direction to take the matter up with their local authorities. The federal government, however, will not do that because it is masking a grab for control of the next generation. The goal seems to be to tear them apart from their parents who still have at least some degree of honor left and raise them in the federal village. In conclusion, folks, it does seem as if this country is hell-bent on committing suicide. I can feel the desperation of parents as they experience the disappointment of learning that the very thing they once held dear, the thing they fought for, the thing their relatives died for, has now launched a campaign to tear their children away from them and destroy their children's minds. However, we're not without hope because the truth is out there. As Mr. Mulder used to say in the old TV series, The X-Files, the truth is out there, folks. The establishment is predicated to the denial of truth. 
They seek not to search for and identify truth for the children, but to perpetuate the interest of the ruling elite, which, of course, mirrors their own interest. Finally, folks, because their children are now under attack, ordinary people are starting to resist. Some of their resistance efforts include getting out of social media platforms that cancel truth and getting out of the public schools and into homeschool or private schools that will protect their children. That's what free people do, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.